Hello and welcome. This is Nick's Nerd News, live from sunny San Diego, California. And now we go to your host, Nick. Whoa, I hope everyone is staying out of the heat this week, because it has been a fucking doozy. But anyway, we got a lot to unpack this week. A lot happened. I did see Ant-Man and the Wasp, so we're going to talk about that today. Going to talk about, somehow it's it's mostly movie news, as always. Not a whole lot of video game stuff going on. But hey, that's just the way the world works. That's news cycles, things like that. So we'll, we'll talk about what we got. And, and the biggest news, Billy D. Williams is back as Lando Calrissian for Star Wars Episode Nine. How about that, baby? We've been wondering where Lando's been, and especially given a small resurgence of of interest, obviously, after Solo came out. I mean, obviously, everyone's liked Lando forever, okay? He's the coolest motherfucker in the galaxy, right? Suave as hell with that cape. Anyway, we've been wondering, where the hell is he in the sequel trilogy? Obviously, he's out there. He hasn't even been referenced at all. I'm sure... Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure him and Maz will be involved in some way. Maz Kanata, played by Lupita Nyong'o. I'm sure that's how he'll get brought back in. And I I hope Billy D gets in some kind of shape for this movie. It's going to be hard. The man's 80, okay? He's the oldest out of the uh, core group from the original trilogy. So it's going to be hard for him, and and that's unfortunate. But I I hope he gets to to film this. It's a shame it's taken the three movies for him to come back. Granted, I I don't know how he would have fit. Actually, no, scratch that. I think he could have been the person they went to instead of Maz in Last Jedi for tips about a code breaker, things like that. I I think he could have filled that role. Same as how he could have filled the role for Maz in The Force Awakens. Don't get me wrong, Maz is a cool and interesting character. It's just when you start throwing around thousand-year-old characters who have a lot of say in the galaxy and they're not showing up until the sequel trilogy, you're you're grasping at straws here. And, and you know, Lando's always been a part of, of the old EU and things like that, so I'm, I'm happy he's getting finally getting a shot at being in the sequel trilogy. It's a shame it's after Han has died and now that Carrie Fisher has died in real life. But, hey, that's the breaks in life. So, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, they also announced that Carrie Russell has been cast in the movie in an action-heavy role. Carrie Russell, better known as TV's Felicity, or to newer audiences, The Americans from TNT. No word on who she's playing or what she's going to do. So, we'll see how that goes. That'll be that'll be interesting. But yeah, I mean, that that's kind of it for Star Wars news. Uh, it hasn't started filming yet. That's all we really know. We'll find out more when J.J. starts filming either later this year or early next year. We've gotten some more clarification from DC and Warner Brothers on what's going to be happening with their new streaming service. Uh, Minka Kelly has confirmed. Uh, she's part of the trio. She's playing Dove in the trio of Hawk and Dove on the Titans show. Uh, that will premiere in the fall with the launch of the service. And the first two seasons of Batman the An- Animated Series, I'm still having trouble with that word a week later, will be... Fully remastered in 1080p, and it, it's uh, that that's pretty good because it, it hasn't been remastered or shown in HD before. 
and it will be released on Blu-ray. I, I, I don't sure. I'm not sure about the later seasons, but it will be released on released on Blu-ray sometime later this year. So that's that's awesome because I know that's one of the greatest cartoons in the last 30 years, and it's it's good that it's finally getting HD remaster and a Blu-ray release. Because if you've watched it on Amazon recently, it does not look great. It, uh, it don't get me wrong, it, it's not shit, but it just looks like it doesn't look well on on newer on newer set tops TVs um, with streaming things like that, and and with HD you can see a little more of the the age in it. And kind of sticking with DC, Stephen Amell recently tweeted that rumors about the Green Arrow being in jail for only three episodes is false. Granted, this can go either way. This could mean that maybe he's only in jail for one episode, which Arrow sometimes tends to do. Or maybe he'll be in it for a bigger arc. I mean, more than three episodes and saying that that's false, how many is it? Is it four? Is it five? Is it, is it seven? Is it eight? Is it half the season? You know, that that's, that's going to be contention, because if they sully the storyline, you're going to lose people. You're already losing people. You can't lose anymore. So we'll we'll see what happens with that, and looks like ah sticking we'll we'll stick with DC here. Uh, Umberto Gonzalez, who used to work for Latino Review, who is the ultimate leaker when it comes to all sorts of superhero movies, uh, was tweeting back and forth with Batman News, another Batman centric website. That for starters, uh, Birds of Prey, the Birds of Prey movie, which is going to have Margot Robbie as as Harley Quinn. We'll start filming in January. We'll be rated R, and we'll have a lower budget than some of the other uh, DCU EU movies recently. But other than that, was pretty coy on the subject of Batgirl. Now, Batgirl traditionally has always been a member of the Birds of Prey. It, it's always been Batgirl, Catwoman, the Huntress. Uh, maybe not always Catwoman, but other female heroes, anti-heroes, sometimes villains of, of the DC Universe. Now, he went on to say that, this is a quote from his twi- tweet, Batgirl won't be in the film, but I didn't say Barbara Gordon. So that will be interesting, because before she became Batgirl again, she was Barbara Gordon was Oracle. Uh, since she was wheelchair-bound and could no longer fight crime in, in the traditional sense. Granted, I don't think they're going to go that way in the DCEU because they are looking for a, an actual Batgirl to play, so that would be interesting. Granted, we don't know many details. We're still six months away from the start of filming. They haven't made any announcements on cast, so there's still a lot of news that's going to come out of this. And, and we still have Aquaman coming up, so... There's a lot of changing going on with the DC Extended Universe, and and I'm excited. I can't wait to see what's on the horizon. Especially with this being the official, the first officially rated R DCEU movie. So that that could be a a lot of potential as well. So I wonder if they'll go the Logan route or the Deadpool route. Probably more the Logan route than anything. So let's hope for that. Granted... You could have a bit of Deadpool because Harley Quinn has kind of turned into the DC version of Deadpool, at least in the comics. Not so much fourth wall breaking, but kind of that jokester having fun all the time character. Speaking of Logan, uh, the director, James Mangold, um, who's also potentially attached to the Boba Fett movie that may or may not be happening, 
had some interesting points on on Twitter this week, and it it's in regards to how fandom reacts to certain castings or different things regarding genre films. And and he had this to say. I'm I'm quoting here directly from Twitter. Quote. At the point when work writing and directing big franchises has become the emotionally loaded equivalent of writing a new chapter of the Bible with the probable danger of being stoned and called a blasphemer, then a lot of bolder minds are going to leave these films to hacks and corp boards, i.e. corporate boards. Then someone says they already have. His reply to that is, quote, If you feel that is the case, if you feel the filmmakers are just corporate tools and powerless, then why bitch at us? In the case of Ryan Johnson and Chris McQuarrie, I assure you these cats are not owned. They actually fight your battles behind the scenes. Someone else replies, what was the religious business? And he replies, final quote, the fervor of some attacks has an evangelical ferocity. Now, I get it cause for many folk, including me, the Star Wars saga holds tremendous spiritual power, similar to a religious text, but we must remember to try and handle our disappointments the way Yoda might, as opposed to Darth. And you know, this is really poignant, especially with everything that's going on. I, I've talked about this a bit, but, it, but it's true. Fandoms have become, while it's a small vocal minority, fandoms have become very toxic lately, especially when it comes to backlash against certain decisions Look at the response to, to The Last Jedi. Now there's a movement to remake it. Um, look at the the issues in the Rick and Morty fandom. There's been issues with Solo and, and other things. And it, it's just... there There's these vocal minorities who are very toxic individuals. It's, it's the internet, so this isn't unexpected. But they, they chide and deride people for their for their decisions. They're not people like like me who yes, you could make an argument that I'm I'm one of them with this podcast and sharing individual opinions, but I I don't go out and attack these these people. This is their decision, they made it. The studio okayed it. But at the end of the day, these decisions are out of our hands. We're going to go, we're going to watch these movies, these TV shows. If they make decisions we don't like, then just deal with it. We're, we're you're in a you're most of the time these are adults sitting in a chair in the middle of their house and just being armchair quarterbacks, you know, backseat drivers. Like, nobody gives a shit what you think. I mean, some people might, but at the end of the day, the creators and the studios could care less. They could literally care less. What happens is if these people become such a vocal minority that their voice carries so much weight that it affects people's decisions to go see the movie and causes movies to not get made or not make a lot of money, that's when you let those people with the shitty opinions and their heads up their asses create decision makers to change their minds on future projects. Okay? Look, I'm trying to do something different. I'm trying to express my opinions in a, a meaningful way. And what I'm trying to say, uh, along with James Mangold, is... These people are, at the end of the day, most of them are fans. No one should be questioning Ryan Johnson's fandom when it comes to Star Wars. No one should be questioning that. But to say that he's a, a hack working for Kathleen Kennedy and some agenda 
at the end of the like and Disney they're just trying no they're not I guarantee you he fought for the things to be in that movie and that was a lot of those ended up being his own decision trying to move the the franchise in a new direction just like what J.A. Bayona did and Colin Trevorrow have done with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom okay you know these these people chide it like oh this is our franchise this is our thing how dare you do this to us no fuck off with that seriously fuck off with that because that, that's some bullshit it's not yours it never is and never was and never will be yours okay star wars was george lucas's now it's disney's marvel is disney jurassic world is steven spielberg's and universal's okay these these stories you you can fuck right off with your shitty bullshit thing saying there's some agenda happening that's trying to turn these franchises into whatever like no get get out of here just go sit and watch the movie quit looking at it through your bullshit political lenses that's not what these movies are for unless this director explicitly states that's what the point was you can take your theory and throw it in the bucket with conspiracy theories about other bullshit dumb so fucking dumb like i'm over it i have friends like oh i've never seen a star wars movie again because of the last jedi and now solo like no fuck right off why because it didn't fit with your your safe little view of the world that you're stuck in a bubble people had issues with with uh jurassic world probably because it was different and it's like it doesn't take place sorry spoilers the movie's been out for three weeks but like oh it doesn't completely take place in the park the whole time ah fuck you let a, a franchise that's almost 30 years old do something different. We don't want a rehash of every single one. And while it was similar in vain, the, the Lost World Jurassic Park, the second one, it was still very different from that movie. In no way was it, was it the same. And no way was it like any Jurassic Park movie before it. That's a good thing. And people hate change. People hate change. That's just... Look at people do not want to know what's going to happen with with Wolverine in the future. People don't want to know what's going to happen with with Captain America or Iron Man in the future when when these actors stop playing them or decide it's over. Like people people don't like that. There's going to be a point in time when the MCU won't have its its major draw as before. There's going to be a time. It it might not be now, it might not be next year, it might not be in 2 or 3 years, but it's going to come. Because you're not going to have Robert Downey Jr. You're not going to have Chris Evans. And people are going to be like, well, it's not my... Granted, I, I made a huge argument about Indiana Jones last week in this same idea. But no, there's some movies you just can't remake or recast. There's a reason Casablanca's never been remade. Okay, There's a reason The Godfather has never been remade. There's a reason Gone with the Wind has never been remade. That one might have different reasons, but still, certain movies cannot just not be remade. They just they just can't. And that, that's a different thing to be said, because then you, when you remake a movie or recast someone, depending on the circumstances, you can lose the, the moment, not the momentum, but you can lose this, this idea that goes with it. Like, like Mangold said in his tweets about this, uh, some people hold, including himself, Star Wars in the same vein as a religion. 
I, I get that why people say this, like, oh, blasphemer, they sound like the fucking conquistadors or the Spanish Inquisition, but, like, there there's a time... Star Star Wars didn't do anything like that with The Last Jedi, but but it went in a different direction than people were comfortable with. But rebooting Indiana Jones or recasting is something else entirely, mainly because Harrison is still alive, but at the same time... These aren't some just movies that that just exist, okay? They they don't have um they don't have like a cult following because that that doesn't really count. It it does but it doesn't. Like the remake of RoboCop. The original RoboCop isn't held as in high regard as Indiana Jones or Star Wars or or other movies. So there there's a difference in, in how these work. I'm not I'm not saying Indiana Jones is mine. You can't do this to me, Disney. What I'm saying is it would be unwise to recast or remake Indiana Jones at least for the time being. Now, if I'm an old man and I decide to do it with a new young actor, totally different. But because Harrison is still up for a new one and people hold the originals so dearly, that's different. Now, if they waited 30, 40 years before they did it, that, that's a different story entirely. Because at that point, you've had enough of a time gap. You've had enough of a distance between when Harrison, unfortunately, will one day pass away. You've had a lot of time when a lot of people originally involved are not around. And you could maybe do something different. But by God, while Steven Spielberg still walks around this planet and Harrison Ford, let them do it and let them finish it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't care where they take the story. You should all go rewatch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull cuz it it's not as bad. Yes, there's there's bad parts in that movie, but it's not as bad as as you might remember or the the internet and world want you to remember. Okay? But we need we all need to sit back as a collective group of fans and really reevaluate how we approach certain subjects, how we treat people. Okay? These people are are going to bat for us and are making these movies because they care. Okay, that that's completely different from what what's going on here, and we we really need to reevaluate some things because we are heading down a very dark path, fandom in general, and and it's it's it, it's not something I want to be a part of, but you know, whatever. Let let's let's go on to the MCU. They came out and said that Samuel Jackson will be digitally de-aged for the entire movie. Looks like they're getting better and better at that tech. It, it's we're reaching, um, we're reaching a new point in in movie making, and we it could either go one way or it could go another. And you know this argument was made when when Tarkin was recreated for Rogue One, things like that. But de aging a character is different, especially if the actress is okay with it. They sign off on it. Obviously, Samuel Jackson signed off on it, so he could be in the movie, but. Um, Disney's perfected this tech. Obviously, back in 2010, it looked awesome in Tron Legacy, which now it doesn't hold up as well. They've dabbled with it in other Marvel movies with Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War, Michael Douglas in the original Ant-Man, and now the new one as well. Uh, they did it with Michelle Pfeiffer in the new Ant-Man, and it looked amazing. So obviously, they, they trust it enough that it will work for an entire movie, and it won't, it won't have that uncanny valley effect. 
And for those of you unaware, the Uncanny Valley is kind of this, we know it looks real, but we know it's not, and it's confusing to our minds. Um, and we're approaching that, that threshold in video games, movies everywhere, TV shows. So it's going to be harder and harder to tell, but still feel something isn't right. So that that's something. I wonder if they're going to do this for Clark Gregg, too, playing Coulson in the movie. Be, it'll be interesting how they approach that. I don't know. We're still months away from, from the Captain Marvel movie. So uh, Brie Larson just posted that she finished filming. So it's all going to be post-production now. I think it comes out in March. Uh, Nick Cage was cast in the Spider-Man Spider-Verse animated film as a film noir type Spider-Man. That's, uh, that's interesting. So, I, I don't know how that's, that's gonna work. It's good that he's finally getting some superhero roles. I think he was finally cast in, uh, as Superman, finally, after losing out his chance in the 90s in Superman Lives. But he's gonna be Superman and Teen Titans go to the movies. But I, but I like that they're bringing a whole lot of different Spider-Men into this movie. I mean, it, it is called the Spider-Verse, or into the Spider-Verse, or, or whatever, and it has Peter Parker and Miles Morales working together. So, so it's, um... Should be good. Should be good. I, I like that they're bringing more people, especially people that like comics and care about comics. So I'm, I'm happy that he's he's getting his due finally. We also got news about the release of the Deadpool 2 Blu-ray, which which is coming really soon, actually. It's coming in August. We'll have 15 extra minutes of footage, which is fucking awesome because that movie was great. Um, sorry, excuse me. Digital August 7th, Blu-ray on August 21st. So about a m just over a month. And uh, it's got a whole lot of different interesting things. Uh, gag rule, delete, gag reel, deleted extended scenes, alt takes, uh, Deadpool's lips are sealed, secrets and Easter eggs, that's cool. Uh, cast of characters, action and stunts, prison experiment, audio commentary, a uh, bunch of stills. The cover art looks hilarious and this will be uh, 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray. So we'll have a 4K option for those of you who have... Entered the future, as I, I like to call it, I guess you could say. Um, but, I, I mean, that's kind of it on, on the comic book movies. But, hey, they're making a live-action Gundam movie, which I'm sure someone's been trying to get done forever at this point. Uh, Legendary Pictures will be working on it, and they're the king of the monster, kaiju, and giant robot genre movies, so... That's uh, not unexpected. And um, I wonder what Gundam they're going to go with, what story. I I've never been a huge Gundam fan, mainly because I casually knew about it as a child. I would always see the toys, things like that. I, I knew people that were into it. Um, I can't say that I've ever actually watched anything Gundam. I just know it just from being in involved in video games and nerd culture and things like that. I, I mean, I know the, I know the main one, the RX seventy eight dash two, because that that's just a main Gundam that you see everywhere. I mean, hell, it was in Ready Player One. It'd be interesting to see if they do, if they go with that Gundam or another Gundam. But I I, I can't comment on it, so I I'm not gonna talk too much about it because, like I said, I I I. I I don't really consider myself a fan. I'm not going to lie and pretend I am one. I've, I've never really seen it. Maybe as it gets closer to coming out, maybe I'll, I'll ask around, have some people on, talk about it. 
get some other voices on here you know that that's coming soon too i'll get some other people on we'll talk about about different things speaking of of different things Apparently, there are two different Child's Play projects in the works right now. One at MGM, which would be a complete reboot of uh, Child's Play with a new Chucky doll, and none of the original creators or writers or even Brad Dorif, the, the voice of Chucky, are involved. And another project at Universal where Brad Dorif and the original creators and things are still making movies and things set in the original Child's Play universe. So... I don't know how this is going to have work. It's going to be real confusing for people of that genre. Chucky's probably one horror movie, I, I guess, that I, in, I enjoy. Um, or I, I, it's more of a thriller movie. I like, I like thrillers more than, more than anything. And that this will be really, really interesting. I, I don't know how this is going to work. I, I just, why is this a thing? How is this a thing? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. Speaking of thriller movies, uh, I finally saw It this past week. The remake, obviously, not the original miniseries. And it didn't do anything for me. It's a good movie. Don't, 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 don't get it twisted. Don't, don't get it twisted. It's a good movie. Actors were great. The kids were phenomenal. Finn, Finn Wolfhard is a, is a charm. This is the kid from Stranger Things. He's in It as well. It just didn't... It, it didn't do anything. I, I, scary movies, thriller movies, it, it's it's very rare that that I come out like all jazz. I'm like, oh, that was a fucking great movie. Oh, yeah, man, bro. But it's it's more of like a... More of a... Oh, whatever it is, I guess. Like, they don't they don't do anything for me. It's It's not... I, I know jump scares are going to happen. I know they try to, to get you. What worked with it was different. There's a lot of stuff in the background you got to be paying attention to. Because that's the shit that will creep up on you when you're not expecting. But, no, it was a good movie. But, again, like I don't go to see horror movies and cry all you want and say, Oh, it's because you're scared. It's because you're scared. No, no, fuck you. Fuck you, no. Those movies are dumb. They're a waste. Like, it's... It's less brain power required than a than a summer blockbuster. Those movies you just turn brain off and go watch big explosions, expect spectacles. Whereas a horror movie, you go in and you're like, "Oh, I'm scared!" And like the shit's not real. Like you know that shit doesn't happen. Come on, stop being children. Stop. Shit's fake as fuck, dude. Like get over yourself. Like how how is paranormal? Activity such a thing for so long. Like the Saw movies, those movies are dumb. Like, no way in hell. Like, yeah, okay, whatever, science fiction is super implausible, but horror movies are even more implausible. And they always have this this thinly veiled attempt based on a true story. Like, who the fuck believes that bullshit? Does anyone? Does anyone? Like, seriously. Fuck that noise, dude. That's bullshit moving on to video games um darksiders 3 has a release date now and it's coming out in november uh this was uh through ign first on uh on ign their whole month of coverage is going to be on darksiders 3 shout out to alana pierce no longer with ign but her voice will still be heard um 
They announced some collector's editions with different statues. Uh, looks like the Apocalypse Edition, which is like their super duper uber expensive one, is going to have all three of the the four of the Horsemen of the Apocalypse that have have come out so far. So you got Fury, War, Death, and um, let me see here. An additional character from the game, Volgrim. That that's interesting. Uh, I played the first Darksiders, never got to finish it. I, I have the remastered edition. I do have Darksiders too. They're in my backlog. I've always wanted to play them. It's an interesting story getting to play the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse after the Apocalypse. So it's 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 different. It's a hack and slash type game. It's similar to many other games that uh, fit that genre. But that that was news. But probably the most uh, mind-blowing news. Apparently, when you played Uncharted, the damage meter was luck, not Nathan Drake taking any actual damage. Uh, this is a tweet from the Naughty Dog animator um, who said, I learned on joining the team, Drake doesn't ever take bullet damage. The red UI that shows hits is to represent his luck running out. Eventually, enemies will get a clear shot and kill him if he takes enough near misses. Confirmed by Amy Hennig, the director of the first three games. What the fuck? What? What? Huh? Like, two years after the fourth game comes out and this is we find this out now? Luck? Luck. I, I don't understand. This makes no sense. Like... <laughs> I mean, I it's cool, I guess, but, like, he never takes any bullet damage, and the red is your luck running out? I, last time I checked, there were, like, animations that he was, like, getting hit. I'll, I'll have to go back and, and replay and, and look, but luck? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. I mean, from a game design perspective, I guess that makes sense. Nathan Drake is probably one of the luckiest protagonists in history this side of Indiana Jones. <laughs> but luck? Oh my god. It's so funny. It makes so much sense in, in, in terms of Uncharted that he's he never gets actually hit with a bullet. And when he dies is when he actually gets hit and it's like a one-shot realistic thing. That makes so much sense looking back. So dumb, but so much sense. Like that 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 was probably the the craziest thing I've I've heard all week. Luck. It was a luck meter. <laughs> oh my god. That's so ridiculous. They gotta come up with something different to keep people interested, I guess. In other news, in my continuing crusade against the shit game that is Fortnite, while the popularity for the game has yet to slow down to the detriment of everyone everywhere. Apparently, it's causing problems for children. Who would have guessed? I for sure did. But apparently, several news, local news outlets, this has been reported by IGN, there are ongoing problems with Fortnite and its incredibly strong hold that it has on students. Some schools have performed surveys showing uh, to purport if they should ban the game at all. Another school went a more retailed, detailed route and banned the Fortnite dances, because children were using them to bully other children. Huh. Huh, huh, huh. They're surrounding and intimidating other children. 
with that stupid fucking Fortnite dance that you see everywhere. Schools are, some teachers are using it to poster things around their classroom with it. Others are taking a more practical approach and banning the game, which I think everyone should do because it's stupid. Fucking Fortnite. Fucking bullshit. You know why we should really get rid of this game? Because kids are using it to bully other children. Fuck those kids. Okay, maybe not be so harsh. But if you see or hear about your kid doing this stupid fucking dance where they're doing their arm and their foot and like kicking it in some weird stupid motion and they're using it to bully children to surround and intimidate them. What the fuck is this? What is wrong with people today? Kids, this isn't a fucking video game, people. This is real life. Like, people who did the fucking teabagging in Call of Duty and Halo, those people didn't go out and teabag actual people. Well, they might when they're drunk, but uh, that's different, okay? You didn't have kids pushing another kid down and then fucking dropping his ass and, and nuts on, on, on another kid, okay? First off, that'd be highly inappropriate and disgusting. But, like, other kids are surrounding kids. Like, what what, what, what the hell is wrong with people today? Everyone has lost their goddamn minds. It's over the stupid fucking game, Fortnite. Fuck that game. Fuck it. Burn every digital copy there is. Erase it from existence. Whatever. Rant over. I'm sorry. I get so... Stupid game. Stupid, stupid game. Anyway, we have more disturbing news. AT&T has completed their purchase and merger of Time Warner, renaming it Warner Media for some stupid fucking reason. But apparently, according to Gizmodo in the New York Times, AT&T has a plan to fill HBO with uh, entertainment and programming much akin to how Netflix does. Apparently the New York Times uh, was able to get their hands on a conversation between the CEO of HBO and the new boss of AT&T and WarnerMedia. Uh, apparently it was for employees of the network, but it was somehow obtained by the New York Times. Um, and apparently originally they had reported that they were going to do hands-off to HBO because, hey, it's a profitable thing. Apparently that's uh, not the same anymore. Uh, this is a quote from the Times report. Uh, we need hours a day, Mr. Stanky said. That's the head of AT&T. Uh, referring to the time viewers spend watching HBO programs. It's not hours a week and it's not hours a month. We need hours a day. You're competing with devices that sit in people's hands that capture their attention every 15 minutes. Continuing the theme, he added, I want more hours of engagement. Why are more hours of engagement important? Because you get more data and information about a customer that then allows you to do things like monetize through alternate models of advertising as well as subscriptions, which I think is very important to play in tomorrow's world. Let's unpack that. Fuck that guy, for starters. HBO works because it doesn't put out shit. Okay, it doesn't just churn and burn. I'm not saying that's a bad thing for Netflix. They they operate at a loss, which this, this article brings up. Okay, that that's their business model. HBO has always been about providing 
amazing entertainment. They win. They dominate the Emmys on a yearly basis, okay? They don't churn and burn. According to this, HBO turns a $2 billion budget into $6 billion in profits. Netflix is going to spend $2 billion on marketing alone, runs at a loss. Hulu closed, uh, lost close to a billion dollars, but also works at a loss. And somehow Stanky, I guess that's how he has his name, fucking Stanky if you ask me, he wants HBO to operate the same way. Now fuck that, dude. HBO has premium content that fucking is amazing because they don't just have shit coming out all the time. Okay, why, why do you want to operate a loss to compete with these people? You're doing fine. HBO's making money. The whole old thing was, the whole the CEO used to say, yeah, sure, share your password. It brings more people into a subscription later. Like, fucking Game of Thrones is a phenomenon. Westworld, a phenomenon. Here's another quote. Also, Mr. Stanky said, we've got to make money at the end of the day, right? We do that, Mr. Plepler said. He's the head of HBO. To scattered applause. Yes, you do, Mr. Stanky said. Just not enough. Oh, now, now, be careful, Mr. Plepler said. See? This asshole wants to take HBO and turn it into shit. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. Okay? Netflix has good shows. They do. They really do. But, but, it also has a lot of shit. A lot of shit. This is, this is another reason I've been against the eight, that was against that AT&T buyout. This is, they, they want to compete with Netflix and Hulu, and they think that that changing their most profitable asset into this other bullshit is the answer. It's not. It's not fucking the answer. Don't mess with HBO. Come on, idiots. Idiots. Well, we'll talk about that more next week. That's a, that's a big story that deserves a lot more time. Um, yeah, I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp. Fucking hilarious, dude. So funny. So fucking funny. As good as the first one. So Ant-Man and the Wasp is now definitely in my top five of Marvel movies. Um, probably knocking out the Winter Soldier, unfortunately. That that movie's great, but Ant-Man and the Wasp, man, that just that's in there. It's so funny. It's so good. It continues a great story from the last one. Uh, we finally got confirmation of when that happens in in terms of timeline regarding Infinity War. Stay for the mid credits scene. But no, there's really good jokes. They didn't waste them all in the in the trailer. The trailer does a good job of not showing you uh for once trailers, I should say, this the trailers for this movie did a good job of not giving away too much of the movie. And there's a lot of misdirection with them. You think they might belong in a certain part of the movie when in reality they're not. And that that's really great. There's a lot of family stuff going on. Uh, Scott has a really great, played by, by the amazing Paul Rudd, I might add. Scott has a great character development story. Um, same with, with, with Janet Van Dyne, played by the amazing, no, not Janet, Hope Van Dyne, played by the amazing Evangeline Lilly. Michael Douglas is always great as Hank Pym. Oh, and Michael Pena as Luis, man. That dude is a gem to these movies. He's, he's so funny. He is so goddamn funny. Um, I will say this. They wasted Walton Goggins' talent in that movie. Uh, he's he's not the main villain, but still, that that's that man. 
granted he's been typecast a lot as this southern gentleman villain type and one who cares for the finer things in life but man such a waste of talent in this movie with him i'm sure he'll get his due somewhere down the line somewhere somewhere else like hey he did he was hilarious in vice principles speaking of hbo programming man him and danny mcbride had a perfect dynamic going in that show but 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 no, they wasted talent in in, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, definitely go see it. Like I said, it's in my top five now. It's hilarious. Granted, Ant Man is my favorite Marvel movie, so only makes sense that I would love the sequel. But no, it's 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 good. It's really funny. Uh, really great fight scenes. It doesn't come off as uh, lame CGI or or anything like that. Like somehow Black Panther did. Not a lot of dark scenes. Uh, everything's great. Pey- Peyton Reed was a good director. I liked the, what they did with the villain ghost with uh, with the actress who actually, I found out, got a handwritten note from Spielberg supporting her for the role because she was in Ready Player One. So that's that's cool. But no, she's, she's great as the villain. Um, her motivations and how it's interwoven with the story, things like that. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne is cool as Goliath. No, there's a, there's a lot of good good jokes and a lot of good story and heart in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I, I definitely, definitely encourage you to go watch it if you haven't. If you're going to see a Marvel movie, definitely see this one. Because uh, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a joy. It's fun to watch. It's got a lot of laughs, okay? It's closer to a comedy than a, than a superhero movie. It's a comedy with some fight scenes and shrinking thrown in. Uh, but definitely, definitely 9 out of 10, for sure. 9 out of 10. Uh... We are going to add, uh, end on a bit of a sad note. Steve Ditko, the creator of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange for Marvel, and the question for DC has passed away at the age of 90. Uh, and it, it's sad that uh, apparently he was found dead, so no one was with him. Um, Spider-Man, man, that that's one of the most recognizable superheroes in history. Like, he's up there. If you're thinking of the pantheon of, of superheroes... You're thinking of most most name recognition pre pre MCU pre MCU. You got Batman, Superman, and Spider Man. Okay, and we lost a legend today. Hey, he was ninety years old. Okay, that that's it. It's not unexpected, but at the same time, it is. And the comic world lost a great great man. And uh, I I hope you go read a a Spider Man comic or a Doctor Strange comic in in his memory. And uh, pour one out for the homie, right? But, uh, hey, that, 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 that ends it for another week. You know who I am? I'm Nick. I host this show, Nick's Nerd News. It's nerd unfiltered. From my mouth to your ears. That sounds kind of dirty, doesn't it? But, hey, like, subscribe, rate, review, share it with all your friends, Okay. I'm on iTunes. I'm on Google Play. I'm on that site, Potomatic.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. Like, check that shit out. Send send a couple likes my way. Share my shit with your friends. They might like it. Hey, just just be like, hey, you like nerd shit? Yo, check out this podcast. Just just do it like that. Boom, done. Now, uh, I'm going to go fucking jump in a bucket of ice, if all possible, because of how fucking hot it is. Fucking global warming. But no, 
As always, fuck the haters. Do whatever the fuck you want. Tell people to fuck off if they don't like what you think or how you think or how you do things. Live your own damn life, alright? Deuces, homies. Catch you on the flip side.